0: We look back at the top Royal stories of the year from Queen Elizabeth's death to Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's docu-series. Harry really went in on his strange relationship with his brother, Prince William, and we're taking a look at the Royal kids cutest moments. I love seeing the first day of school. I can't imagine how nerve
1: wracking it must've been. Brand new school, brand new house. Mm-hmm. Um, and just seeing them in their shorts ready to start the day. It was absolutely adorable. And our top Royal fashion moments.
0: Lots of polka dots. She wore them to Wimbledon. I mean, this was her polka dot year, but I'm here for it. We've got that plus so much more in today's Royally Us. Hello to our fellow Royal Lovers and welcome to Royally Us. I'm Christina. That's Christine. I can't believe we have rounded up another year of Royal news. It feels unbelievable. Just as we've reflected
1: on, um, as we're putting the show together, reflecting on this past year, I cannot believe how much has happened. All of the highs, all of the lows, we've really seen a lot
0: of the royal family this last year we really have and um let's let's get right into it we're taking a look back like i said at the top stories from queen elizabeth's passing to the docuseries but let's take a look back at queen elizabeth of course she celebrated 70 years on the throne this year making her the longest reigning british monarch she celebrated her 96th birthday back in april and while she was sidelined throughout the year due to mobility issues in june she did celebrate her platinum jubilee with quite the celebration um she had one Final balcony shot featuring the core members of the British Royal Family: Prince Charles and Camilla, um the Cambridges, and of, of course, we know now that this was her final balcony appearance. I know you were at the Jubilee. There was a, the, this was definitely a highlight of the year. This
1: was such a
0: highlight of the year, such a historical moment.
1: I remember the discussion being just at, at the moment, you know, at, at the time, as she's standing on the balcony, people are saying, "God, is this the last time that we will see this really iconic?" balcony appearance from queen elizabeth ii and it did you know a lot of people said after the jubilee this felt like a really macabre sort of farewell but mm-hmm. what a beautiful farewell it was i mean so much celebration so much joy jubilation if yeah. you will um the crowds of people lining the streets so many people just flocking into london to see the queen, to celebrate, to wave at members of the royal family as they went past in their carriages. I just think it was such an
0: incredible moment in history. It really was. What a send-off. And that balcony shot was so monumental too because we didn't know if she was going to make the appearance. She had missed so many different events throughout the, the weekend from the, the, the Thanksgiving Day service due to you know the mobility issues. So this was such a nice moment that a lot of people weren't expecting. And I'm sure it meant so much to so many people. And of course, to the royal family as well so that was really touching a beautiful celebration but it's hard to believe just three months after that on September 8th and two days after her final public appearance Queen Elizabeth died in a statement from Buckingham Palace at the time it read that the Queen died peacefully at Balmoral Castle and one day later um, King Charles delivered his first speech as monarch when he addressed the nation and the Commonwealth from Buckingham Palace take a look to our family and to the family of nations you have served so diligently all these years. May flights of angels sing thee to thy rest. Yeah, they they had, the of course, the 10-day mourning period, um, which included, you know, Prince William, Princess Kate, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle reuniting together, uh, greeting mourners on the walkabout. And on September 19th, the Queen was laid to rest alongside her husband, Prince Philip. I mean... This was quite the mourning period. So many different tributes from so many different people from all over the world. You saw people lining up for miles just to pay their respects, uh, lining up for, for days too, and hours just uh, to pay their respects. And we saw the royal family really come together, um, welcome leaders from all over the world to, for the funeral. And it was quite, um, like, like I said, quite the send off.
1: It was another just, this was hugely moving. I was in London at Buckingham Palace um, the, the day that she died. And I can't express to you how beautiful it was in a very somber way to see so many people coming together. Floods of people pouring out of Green Park Station to lay flowers. The entire park which is just grass (laughs) was you all you could smell was lilies and and flowers and roses as the floral tributes just piled and piled up the paddington bears that were left out i mean it was really incredible to see so many people um, paying their respects. I think beautiful to see the family, the Royal family out there thanking people for mourning with them. You know, Queen Elizabeth was not just, you know, Prince William's grandmother or King Charles's mother, but she was really a, a figurehead and she was important to so many people. Mm-hmm. And I think so many of us were moved by, um, you know, so many things throughout the the funeral and the mourning period, seeing the corgis, um, uh i think emma the queen's fell pony with the headscarf on her um saddle was hugely emotional for so many of us Mm -hmm. and then um you know the bagpiper slowly walking away as the queen was lowered into saint george's chapel just i'm emotional just remembering it but again like it's it's amazing to look back on something that that's a historical moment that's going to be in history books and we were sort of all a little bit a part of it
0: oh yeah no it really was it was a beautiful ceremony. And like you said, so many personal touches. And you also often forget that this is also a family in mourning. Of course, you know, we saw Princess Charlotte crying, you know, during the procession because, you know, she just lost her great-grandmother. And it was nice seeing the royal family come together, Megan and, I mean, I don't think anybody was expecting Megan and Harry to walk out of the car next to Kate and William when they were greeting the mourners, but it was nice to see them put aside their differences um, for their grandmother, which is definitely what she would have wanted. Harry was able to wear his military uniform while um, standing guard, you know, with his grandmother as well, which was really nice. So it was nice to see everybody come together and, what a life. I mean, 96 years old, um, the longest reigning British monarch. And I mean, she did it with grace and so many people approved of her and loved her and will remember her for forever. I know I'm, I'm emotional just thinking about
1: those, that period of mourning, mm-hmm. everything we saw, like the standing vigil, not just of her children, but then her grandchildren all standing there and the, you know, hundreds of thousands of mourners who waited in, you know, for 12, 16, 20 hours in the queue right. um, next to David Beckham to right. say farewell to him. I mean, it, just looking, thinking back on that time, like that's, that's history that we saw playing out in front of us. And it's such a, A beautiful tribute to someone who really dedicated her whole life to just improving you know the the greater good you know
0: improving the the country and the commonwealth for the people definitely and we are continuing to watch history unfold because of course prince charles immediately became king charles following the death of the queen and in just several months he addressed the commonwealth he had slimmed down the monarchy and he held his first state dinner Um, Of course, as for Camilla, many were shocked back in February when Queen Elizabeth named uh, Camilla Queen Consort, writing in a statement. And when in the fullness of time, my son Charles becomes king, I know you will give him and his wife Camilla the same support that you have given me. And it is my sincere wish that when the time comes, Camilla will be known as Queen Consort as she continues her own loyal service. But um, uh, arguably, the most talked about moment of the year for King Charles has to be the pen moment. Uh, take a look. <laughs> oh, God,
1: I hate it. going scared after the it. Okay. i
0: don't know if it's I just we just had to throw that in there because it's just so funny.
1: <laughs> I think it is so incredibly relatable. It's what's really lovely about him as a king is that he's in this really regal setting. He is the king of England mm-hmm. and he can't get his bloody pen to work. you know, it's just it's very relatable. um <laughs> Just in that setting, I love that. I hope that video never stops being shared. Oh my god, never,
0: never. But you know, they had so many highlights from this year as well. You know, they had a trip to Canada celebrating the Platinum Jubilee celebrate or the the Queen's Jubilee celebrations, and that was uh, a trip that I think a lot of people responded well to. Yeah, it was hugely positive. Um, Canadians are are pretty strong
1: monarchists, I think, and they it, like their, their new king. You know, they loved the queen, and it was great to have a royal tour, have such positive feedback.
0: Yeah, definitely. Of course, they so- showed support for Ukraine throughout this year as well. He welcomed a new prime minister, and just recently he had his first state dinner, which saw us bringing out some tiaras for the first time in a long time. I know. I love a tiara event.
1: I thought this was great. It was a lot of pomp, a lot of ceremony. Um, and even without Queen Elizabeth there, you still felt that royal magic that only a state dinner can provide.
0: Yeah, definitely. It was beautiful. But of course this year was also met with some controversy. Recently, Lady Suzanne Hussey with Ngozi Falani, you know, the um, you know, she resigned after making some racist comments to her. You know, they did sit down and have a, a conversation and an understanding. But you know, it seems like he's been handling his uh you know, at least time is a short time as King and handling this controversy swiftly and um, effectively. You know, I think
1: we've talked about it before.
0: I think this was handled so well and really a sign
1: of how the palace has changed and may continue to change. They did not sweep this under the rug. You know, they circled back about a week later and said that um, the two women sat down. They were able to, you know, share about their experience. Mrs. Filani educated the queen's former lady in waiting so that um, not only could lady susan hussey learned from the experience but everybody who heard this story now has learned from the experience and
0: that's really showing i think growth and change and modernization in the monarchy definitely yeah i'm sure we're going to be seeing even more changes as um the months and years come and of course we have to look forward to may of 2023 when we have the coronation which will of course be a huge huge royal event and their preparations are, are already well underway yes. all right well let's move on over to the new prince and princess of wales uh, Uh, The couple both turned 40 in 2022. They both released beautiful new portraits around that time. Of course, they had this controversial Caribbean tour. They headed to Boston, took on new titles. There's a lot, uh, a lot going on. But of course, uh, all those times they were honoring Prince, uh, honoring the queen. And he did so at his Earthshot Award. So take a look at this.
1: It's my hope the Earthshot legacy will continue to grow, helping our communities and our planet to thrive. And in the same way, the space effort, six decades ago, created jobs, boosted economies, and provided hope. So too can the solutions born of tonight's Earthshot Prize winners.
0: Yeah, so this year did not start off so great for uh, the Prince and Princess of Wales with this Caribbean tour, which was uh, criticized greatly um, and really put under a microscope. And it seemed like it changed the way that people look at royal tours.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this will sort of um change the blueprint for royal tours going forward. Cause I, I agree so much of what they did was just put under a microscope. And a lot of what was criticized was sort of, oh, well we always did this on a royal tour. And now they have to look back and reflect and say, well, does this reflect the modern monarchy? Is this really the right thing to be doing even though it's what's always been done? Um, it was definitely a painful learning experience, I think. But as we saw later in this year, we just talked about, you know, they are learning. They are changing the way that things are done. Um, but I think it's just, yeah, that tour, I think they'd rather forget
0: it. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. But they also made some big moves this year. They moved their family to Windsor, um, you know, closer to Windsor Castle, a more rural um, lifestyle. Growing up, the kids started a new school. So it seemed like the and it's closer to Kate's family. So it seems like this was a nice move for them.
1: Yep. I think that there was, that was like a hugely down to earth family move closer to Kate's family, all the cousins, even a lot of Williams family is sort of closer to Windsor Berkshire. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on the other end of the spectrum, we saw so much glitz and glamour from the Top Gun Maverick movie premiere um, to all the way to the recent, you know, Earthshot award dress, that bright green dress, um, the state dinner with the sparkling tiara, the pink you know, there were so many, we'll talk about fashion later, but I think that They had so many um, sort of big red carpet um, events,
0: if you will. Oh, definitely. And they capped off this year by touring Boston. And it has been a long time since they have been in the United States the last time they were in New York City. So they decided to take the Earthshot Awards to Boston. And um, it was a really great event. You know, of course, it was clouded by some controversy with Meghan and Harry's docuseries, the Lady Suzanne Hussey um, controversy. But it seems like they, you know, they came to Boston with a mission. They got it accomplished. He met with President Biden they lit the city green and they had a beautiful Earthshot award so this is something that of course he is super passionate about and it was nice to see him bring it bring it over here
1: Yep, totally agree. It was a good example of kind of keep calm and carrying on. There was all that controversy kind of flying around, but they, um, you know, kept their head on straight, carried on with what they were there to do, which was earthshot and raising awareness for these sort of um, environmental, um, environmental projects throughout Boston
0: mm-hmm. and to kind of get to know the, the American people a little bit. Definitely. All right. Well, while they may not be senior members of the royal family, Harry and Meghan sure know how to grab some headlines. Um, they kicked off their year with a trip to the or the, not their year, but they kicked off. Um, a big moment for them was when they traveled to the Invictus Games in April, where, of course, Harry gave this interview with Hoda Kotb, And he talked about a recent meeting that he had with Queen Elizabeth saying he wanted to make sure she was protected by the right people. The couple made a trip to the UN in July after keeping a low profile during their trip to the platinum Jubilee, but blew the lid off the Royal family with their docu series, Harry and Megan. Yes. So they really, um, they had a lot to say, did a lot this year, this year, you know, Megan of course has a lot to say. She launched her podcast archetypes, which featured, you know, new guests every single week. Um, so that got a lot of people talking, but of course, you know, every, this year when you think of Harry and Megan, you're going to think of this docu series yeah i think it's so funny so they did really try and keep a low profile for a lot of the
1: year and then absolutely could not have had a bigger profile um, I think the docu-series is really what people are going to remember. And that's unfortunate because they're not going to remember the work that they did, the Invictus games, the UN. None of that is going to be all that memorable compared to
0: this kind of gossipy, juicy Netflix series. No, it's so true. And, you know, he really, Harry really went in on his strange relationship with his brother, Prince William. It seems like that's like really the crux of the issue between uh, the Royal family. And it really just doesn't seem, like um they have a reconciliation in the future I really don't see that happening it seems like you know these are very divided family members and it, it seems like that's what Harry wants to to keep it like and we're gonna have to see what happens when he releases his book spare in January in just a couple of weeks and I'm sure that's gonna have a lot more bombshell um revelations as well so yeah, I, we're
1: being I know we're being told that Megan and Harry will be at the King's coronation in May but I think we'll have to see what happens after his book is released is there any more sort of controversy controversy to be revealed or you know can we finally talk about mending bridges well we'll see
0: all right well let's um now that we've talked about our big stories of the year let's talk what we what we love to talk about Mm. fashion and we've had some big royal looks of the year you know Princess Kate had these gorgeous, kicked off the year with these gorgeous 40th birthday portraits in this red dress. Her hair looked absolutely fantastic. I mean, what a way to kick off a year and what a way to kick off 40. Absolutely. I loved these
1: portraits. It was really a unique way of looking at her. You know, we haven't really seen her in full blown princess, um, Mm -hmm. vibes before. So I thought it was an amazing way to, I mean, like 40 just looks so good on her. I cannot believe she's 40. Um, but from a fashion perspective, you know, all these beautiful McQueen gowns, really grand, really trendy and over the
0: top. I loved it. I loved it. And, you know, say what you will about the Caribbean tour. She did bring some great fashion to it, including this, Pink sequin dress, which she looked absolutely stunning in and, you know, really um showed off her new Caribbean tan, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I loved this dress from The Vampire's Wife. It was shimmering and sparkling.
1: It looked amazing and paired with the really sleek hair. It was such a modern look. Um, the Caribbean tour also gave us a glimpse of Kate in vintage. You know, she wore quite a few vintage pieces, which was a really interesting uh new thing for her. We haven't seen her in a lot of vintage, right. but I think it opens the doors for so many opportunities. Um, I'm just putting it out there that maybe some of the Queen or even Princess Diana's pieces would not go amiss in the future. (laughs) Fingers crossed for next year. That's definitely a good
0: idea. And I love that she uh, was rocking a lot of polka dots this year. Yes,
1: this was her polka dot year. We saw Mm -hmm. um, the black polka dot dress at Prince Philip's memorial service with that incredible My Fair Lady style hat, Mm -hmm. um, which was such, she looked beautiful. It was beautiful um, ensemble to pay tribute to Prince Philip it was, you know, somber, but also playful. And then we saw almost sort of the exact look, but inverted with a white dress and brown polka dots um, at Ascot just a few months later.
0: Lots of polka dots. She wore them to Wimbledon. I mean, this was her polka dot year. Polka dot year. I'm here for it. And of course, she had some big red carpet moments like we talked about before at the um, Top Gun Maverick premiere with this beautiful off-the-shoulder black and white uh, moment. And then, of course, at the Earthshot Awards where she wore a recycled rented dress, which, you know, we weren't expecting, but i totally here for it. I know. I think that that was so great. Again, just showing that she's kind
1: of, she's experimenting more. She's renting, she's wearing vintage, she's wearing really minimalist designs, like the off the shoulder um, look all the way to sort of really over the top, bold, you know, lime green
0: (laughs) gowns. I I love the, I love the lime green. And then we finally got our tiara moment. I know this wasn't the tiara that maybe you wanted to see, Christine, but still (laughs) a tiara moment.
1: (laughs) I know we actually, I think we got two
0: tiara moments
1: this year, but the one that everyone remembers is the State reception um, with Queen Mary's Lovers Not Tiara and the floor-length white Jenny Packham cape gown so regal
0: so beautiful um, just an incredible look definitely so many a uh, great other royal looks and then you know of course Queen Elizabeth as well she looked stunning at the Platinum Jubilee and you know of course her bright colors and then we got her, our final portrait of her as well in this uh, baby blue uh, dress which was absolutely beautiful too or I, yes. yeah
1: so many of our final memories of the queen are these bright green coats and hats and really bright, vibrant colors. I love that the last photo of her, you know, sort of before she died was her in a plaid skirt and cardigan. I mean, it was just very much her in in her comfort zone. And then we received that beautiful jubilee portrait in that sort of powdery blue dress. Um, really iconic, uh, wonderful images to remember the queen with. Definitely.
0: All right, well, let's move on to our royal kids and as we wrap this up and, you know, of course they had some cute moments as well. Did you have a favorite?
1: I loved seeing the first day of school. I can't imagine how nerve wracking it must have been. Brand new school, brand new house Mm -hmm. Um, and just seeing them in their shorts ready to start the day. It was absolutely adorable. I
0: loved it. Mine went to Prince Louis at the Platinum Jubilee covering his ears. You know, he, I lived for all of his uh, facial expressions. I think that's maybe why they leave Louis at home now. But um, he really did steal the show. It was so cute. It was
1: so sweet. I think we really see his character even in the recent Christmas card. You can sort of tell that he's a little bit silly and mischievous.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then we got our first real glimpses at Archie and Lily in the docu series as well. So that was nice to see some behind the scenes footage of them, and you know, in their garden and. You know, bird watching with Harry so it was nice to get a little uh, behind the curtain look at what home life was like for them I know they were only small glimpses but it was so nice to see them you know like on Archie's first
1: birthday and Lily sort of taking little steps around it's really special that they share that with
0: us definitely alright well that is it for this week's episode of Royally Us counting down the best royal stories of the year and Christine thank you so much for recapping it with me each and every week I couldn't do it without you
1: oh thank you so much this has been it's been emotional
0: looking back on this it past It really year. has. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. Well, please let us know your highs and lows of the royal family in the comments below. And we want to wish everybody a very happy new year. And we will see you in the new year for lots more big royal stories. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars. But as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader.